Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better in Silence. I'm AJ here with Doug and Bren, and we're gonna just uh, get this shit really pumping and crazy today. Yeah, dude. <laughs> You're hyping this up way too much. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deliver on that promise. Well, I have a couple of topics that are kind of like mind boggling. So let's start this off with this one thing that I saw on the internet lately is this mirror that is a work of art. I don't know too much about it other than that. It's like, how do I describe this thing? It's basically this hypnotizing anthropomorphic furry mirror that reflects images with black and beige pom-poms. Now you're probably just like thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? It's just imagine furry little puffs of like of i don't even know that are all connected into uh what is this a hexagon or no uh uh octagon octagon yeah and it's this mirror that you can when you approach it it will project like your shadow pretty much and it's just super trippy that's the only way to put it the way it morphs and blends it's just uh like jaw dropping it's like imagine if someone made a mirror out of Tribbles from Star Trek. Just like the little fuzzball yes, creatures. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a, like, it's not really a mirror. You can't see everything. It's just an outline of the, uh, whatever appears in it. So it looks like it's actually using, uh, Microsoft or an Xbox Connect camera, which might be how it's, like, capturing the image of whatever's in front of it and then projecting it or changing the little pop ups below it to match it. I wonder oh, if they're, it, they're fiber optic bundles, it looks like. Oh. Uh, and the way it, they, they animate so smoothly, it almost looks like a black hole is opening up. I just want to, like, jump into this thing. It's weird, because, like, I'm not sure how they... I'm not sure how it, like, rotates. It's not very obvious. It just kind of, like, morphs. It. it looks, like, natural. It's strange, man. It's really interesting. We'll definitely put the link in the show notes so you guys can kind of bug out over this as well. And another thing, in the same realm of like, oh shit, that's trippy, there's this one voice actor that has just been scattered across anime that I think a lot of us would recognize. Like, when I watched this video, I was like, oh my god, I do recognize that guy. Um, He played at least 35 characters in a bunch of different anime, and his name's Yun Fukuyama, and I, I'll put the link in the show notes for this as well, but I saw there was a couple notable shows like Dead Man Wonderland, Bleach, uh, a Naruto movie, and like all sorts of different things that a lot of people might recognize. It's just interesting how this guy spanned that many different anime. Oh, well, at least with the United States, there is union voiceover work, which is mostly stuff produced in the country, like cartoons that are made in America. And that is a lot of the same people. And, you know, once someone's good at it, they can, especially a voice actor, they can change their characters just by the sound of their voice. So it's easy to be in multiple shows and sometimes even be multiple characters in the same show. I know John DiMaggio has played a few different characters in Futurama, like just one-off guys that just yell off in the distance while also playing Bender. But um for anime stuff, I know at least the dubbing that takes place for... Uh, when the animes come over and they dub it in English, that's non-union work, and it's mostly done in Canada. And there's a whole like industry of non-union uh, voice actors, f- uh, specifically for animes and dubbing, because there's no real security with it uh, by being non-union. But they get so much work because they just dub everything. 
and all the animation's done for them, so it's much easier to... Well, it's not much easier to match the lips, but it's easier for them to pump out a dubbed version of an anime as opposed to recreating it or remaking an entire new one. Oh, definitely. That makes sense. Interesting. I yeah. never knew any of that. Yeah, so some of the voice actors, like, if you look them up, you'll find... Uh, Steve Bloom is actually one of the rare guys who was both union and non-union. He, w- mm. I think he went under a bunch of animes and did dubbing under a pseudonym, I think Dave something. And then he used his real name, Steve Bloom, for the union work in the country. So he's, I think, actually in the Guinness World Record for the most voiceover work in video games specifically. Oh, he, wow. He's the one good thing about Bulletstorm. Um... And he's also just in a shitload of animes. He's Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop. He's oh, wow. Tom on Toonami, like the host of that guy. Yeah. So, I mean, you would recognize his voice. And if you look up his credits, he's just got like hundreds of voiceover credits. Yeah, his thousands. Wikipedia page is uh, offensive. Yeah. So it's not too surprising to see like, oh, this one character does 50 or this one voice actor does 50 characters. It makes me upset. He's a great voice actor, and I wish I was him. <laughs> well, he actually didn't get started in the voice acting industry until he was, like, 35 or something. Like, he did it later in life than most. And I think up till then, he just worked in, like, a mailroom for, like, an office or for a company or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he's one of the rare guys where it's just, like, first off, his voice is just naturally amazing. So he's just lucky with that gift. But he just started and just took off immediately and... He started off when he, a few years ago, and he's already one of the biggest voiceover guys ever. 92. He's only oh. been in the game 23 years. Uh, oh, it's longer than I thought, but yeah. I know he started when he was definitely past 30. He ha- has all his pseudonyms. <clears throat> David Lucas that's was that's, one of them. Yeah, that's what he used for dubbing and anime and stuff. Because, you know, the whole non-union union... Uh, you can't be in the union it's crap i don't know unions very well but there's also brandon jeremy and andrew watton are his other daniel andrews how many aliases can you have i mean Uh, when you murder people and (laughs) go state to state he was in chowder oh yeah i'm not surprised Hmm. he was as he was limon the ninja Uh, or lyman lyman they're all food puns so probably that Okay, I have something to bring to the show. Uh, news on the horizon in the gaming world, and maybe you guys actually know about this or have some kind of interest, but I sure don't. It's a MOBA on the horizon called Heroes of the Storm. Have you heard of it? Yes, yeah, that's the Blizzard one, right? Yeah, it's exactly. out, isn't it? Is it out? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been out for a while. Oh, whoops. I am behind. <laughs> okay, well, that shows how much I am up to date on gaming news, but... Regardless, uh, have you guys played it or heard anything about it? I just know that it incorporates the worlds of War or uh, World of Warcraft, Diablo, and Starcraft. So it sounds pretty cool in theory, but it, a MOBAs aren't my thing. They never were. But I thought, are they for you guys? I'm not sure. I'm pretty. Uh, I like League a lot. I just started getting back into it actually. So I mean, I might um, try to get back into it. I'm never big MOBA guy, like, I definitely see the appeal to it, and you can just jump in, knock out a few rounds of it real quick, but it's, the communities for them are just so intense, and if you, it, there's no, um, I guess, safe zone for, like, a new person just learning how to play, it's, you have to be best, 
or you're garbage and everyone hates you and doesn't want you on your team. There's no learning curve. That's what I was trying to say. There's almost no, like, no one helps you. All the games are taken super seriously. It's very competitive. And the communities are just very intense. And I know it's very um, dissuading for new players. And, like, I played League and a few times it just took, like, a month just to learn everything on my own because no one would help. And I think Heroes of the Storm is just using this already built Blizzard community of World of Warcraft who's already intense, so I'm sure Yeah, it's I don't fun. know how much you've gotten into WoW. I I tried playing it, and after I finished the tutorial, I got I took, like, whatever it is, like an airship or an animal or something and flew to, like, the first major city, and I couldn't get down from the place it dropped me off. Like, it dropped me off at the top of the city, and I had no idea how to get down to the ground floor. Oh, you were so talking incredible. about... Um... It was for the horde, like, I think it was a troll or something. But it was just, like, so overwhelming, and so oh. much was built, and it's like, there's no... Like, once I'm out of the tutorial, I don't know what's happening anymore. And I know where you are. Much. I just can't remember the name of it. Like, I don't... I primarily play uh, Alliance, but I've been playing a lot of horde recently. And, well, not recently, but I was when I stopped playing the game. And uh, I know what you're talking about. It's a plateau. Yeah. It's um, it's where the Torrin and the uh, the Trolls' major city is. They share a city. Because yeah. the Trolls don't really have their own city. And then uh, you can, from there, you can fly to uh, Orgrimmar, which is the, like, the main horde city. Um, which is like where like it's the main hub for the horde, and then there's like Stormwind is the alliance's hub. But where yeah. where is that in relation to Lumbridge? Um, not even <laughs> on the same plane of existence. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. Lumbridge is a uh, is a little pile of shit town. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, Bren? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, dude, that's funny. It's uh the main like town in RuneScape after the tutorial. Uh, I, RuneScape's <laughs> not just main like, town. RuneScape's just like a drunken middle school memory to me. Like I remember playing it. What I couldn't. <laughs> drunken middle school memory that like, explains a lot about Brad. No, I wasn't drunk in middle school, <laughs> but it was like it's like a you know drunk memory you have like you know when you go out drinking I know what you on a night and you're just like I kind of remember this. Like, I played RuneScape, I got to, like, level 47 or something in a month. Like, I I grinded through the hell out of it, but I couldn't tell you anything more than <laughs> my buddy giving me his account when he stopped playing. I gave the password out to all of my friends, we stole all of his shit, and he came back. He's like, hey, maybe I'll get back into RuneScape. And his character yeah, was will. completely looted, because yeah. I gave out the password. <laughs> That's what happened to me, too, though, so it happens. But no, it's funny you even say that it's like a forgotten memory, because I couldn't even think of the name of the town. I had to Google, like, the 2007, like, RuneScape map in order to remember... Dude, you you do know that they brought 2007 back, right? I've heard about it, but it just still don't have an interest. Like, I remember how, like, I just remember the load times and being furious at that game and just, like, hating life and going to the Wildy and getting all my shit stolen and just drop parties and all that stupid-ass shit. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, I was definitely into the whole scamming scene because that was hilarious. But that game in general, I just have no desire. It was... I'm glad it's in the past, but... It's still, I feel like it was a, a technological feat for its time, for damn sure. And it's just crazy that it still has a following. I just can't believe that. 
Yeah, it was actually one of those rare, like, kind of pay-to-win or sort of freemium games, like, early on before all the mobile games came out. Because I remember playing it without being a member and paying a monthly fee. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I did all the quests I can do while not being a member. And they're like, all right, that's it. We're not giving you any new ones. If you want new quests, you'll have to be a member and pay monthly. I'm just like, man, fuck this. And I stopped yeah. playing. That's exactly where I stopped. I didn't feel like paying. And it was always interesting because you just see characters walking around with their, like, paid-for equipment. And it's, like, enticing you to, like, be a member. <laughs> well, see, like, the weird thing was that uh, it was pay to get access to the areas, but they never explicitly just gave you equipment. You still had to work for it once okay. you were paid for the ability to get into the areas. Because I yeah. was a member for a while. And uh, it was... There was so much more to do in the members area. Like, the free game area was just so small. And then they just, it, it was like four or five times larger than the free game area. And it was, uh, they, you, you get into like the upper level magic where you can teleport to like something like 10 different cities. And it puts you at all these different spots on the map pretty much. Um, it got really, really, uh, complicated once you got to the higher levels. That's the thing with the, those games, though. It was just an ultimate, like, time-wasting grind, like, the entire time you're playing. Whether or not you're upgrading some, like, useless ability, like, woodcutting or runecrafting, it didn't really matter. There was, I remember runecrafting specifically. That was, like, the biggest pain in the ass. You have to go teleport to some place, mine some shit, craft it into something, and then rinse and repeat. And it was just like, kill me now, dude. Like, oh my god. It was just the, uh, you know, coming down, going down cutting down trees and then crafting it and, you know, selling all the weapons and then going back. And I think you also had to wash your clothes in it or something. You had to cook the meals. And I was just like, fuck, I could be doing this in real life and getting paid. Like, <laughs> the, like I'm not doing anything I can't just go outside and do for real. Don't get oh, me wrong, were... though. Did we, didn't we mention on a previous episode how people make money doing this, though? Because, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, that's if you want to commit, like, full-time, like, 15 hours of just crafting shit in RuneScape a day and then selling it for, like, I'm sure, you know, for 15 hours you probably get a good deal of money. If you it, it was the gold that most people were after. It wasn't even the items. So, like, they would just look into the best ways to make the most money as possible and then sell the money in bulk uh, online. I know because uh, Doug, actually, Steve's little brother, Jason, uh, yeah. lived off of, uh, off of RuneScape earnings that he got from selling gold. He had a bunch of, uh, he had like, um, four computers set up with bots on them, and he was just farming and, um, selling, uh, selling gold to make money. His one transaction, I think, was like close to $5,000. That's amazing. Yeah. He, um, he made a lot of money, and he was just living on his own, basically, just doing RuneScape gold farming. Uh, but yeah, that was a thing for him for a while. I remember Steve telling me about it. That's hilarious and amazing. We commend you almost better than silence. Like we need to like like make a medal and then send it to him. <laughs> we got. I could hand deliver to his house. All right, cool. <laughs> Here's a medal for being a shut in and scamming people out of their money on a virtual game. I approve. <laughs> he was a legitimately good player, though, because like, play, I played WoW with him, too. And uh, he was just a pretty good gamer all around. And, um, yeah, he was a good PvP player. Nice. 
So, what games have you guys been playing lately? Let's see. I got a few. I got a list here. Uh, played Boson X, which is like a what was it Infinite Runner or one of those called? It's essentially yeah, an Infinite Runner. It's uh, third person cameras behind you, and you're running straight down the line. But the concept is you're a physicist in the um, Hadron Collider. And every time you, like, charge up enough energy by running on certain platforms, you discover a new particle or a new element or something. Um, that one's good. It's pretty simple. Invisible Ink I got recently. It's from the same creators as uh, Mark of the Ninja and Don't Starve. It's Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, it was really short. I was kind of disappointed by that. I thought it was going to be, like, a full campaign and a full story mode. Uh, but then I realized I only paid about, I think it's 20 bucks by itself. And then if you have Mark of the Ninja, you get uh, 20% off of that for being, like, you know, brand loyalty sort of thing. So, for what it was worth, it was definitely fun. It's one of those games where it's like, yeah, this is short. Now play it again and make it harder. It had a sort of XCOM turn-based style to it, but it's more focused on stealth than combat. One of those, like, you have a taser while everyone else has submachine guns. So if you get caught, you're fucked. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That sounds interesting, though. Specifically, this Boson X. Like, I was just looking up some gameplay of it. That game looks cool as shit. It kind of has a res kind of weird, uh, minimalistic vibe. But I love when your character dies, you just like burst into p- pixels. Yeah, it's kind of got like a shell, uh, cell shaded style to it, and it's very addicting. It's something you can just you know play and kind of zone out while playing. But it's super difficult. Like the puzzles, it's very simple you just jump or you jump left or right when there's like a gap and there's times where you're basically running down a i think octagon sort of pattern so it has eight sides and you can rotate to eight different sides and there's times where you can only jump left or right once you land on a platform you can't jump over two spaces or anything so if you're running and there's no platforms on like either side of you you're fucked so some, exactly. Sometimes you'll be on like the lone platform while all the other ones are above you, and you were supposed to have planned way ahead and gotten to those first. And it's it's tough as hell, but it's fun. Nice. As far as um the length of gameplay it provides, like how long of a game is it? I mean, it's like an infinite runner. So if you fuck up, it you know, it's oh. five seconds. But you for know, some reason, I thought it would like be like categorized into levels that you have to beat and stuff. There's six, there's like three groups, I guess. I think they have their own style and that's what separates them. And then there's six levels for each of those. So it's just different maps you run down. Okay. So in total, there's 18 different, um, like maps to run on, but you know, you just keep doing it until you charge up enough energy. So it's as long as it takes for you to do it. You know what this reminds me of, and I really shouldn't, it's just like, this is going down a, ra- a random road, but I'm sure you guys are familiar with it, and it's an older game, but, oh man, maybe I should save it for ten questions. Uh, I don't know, but maybe not. Let's just talk about it. It's, uh, Audat, oh wait, uh, what was it called? Audacity? Not- the yeah, thing Audacity. Using to record. Yes, exactly. No, Audio Surf. Oh, isn't, uh, is that on Steam right now? Is that on sale? Is it? I want to know. So. It's been out for, like, ever, but I remember playing that, and that game is a super interesting, specifically in the sense that it's capable of 
taking any, I guess, MP3 track or audio file that you give the software and it will turn it into its own custom kind of not roller coaster track, but like this track for your, your cart to go down and you basically have to move left and right and avoid these. I don't, I don't know what to call them. They kind of look like pillows, but it's just like little obstacles you have to avoid. And sometimes you don't want to avoid them if they're specific colors. You want to collect them and there's different, uh, different difficulty settings and different, uh, play settings you can play. But that, I don't know why it reminded me of that, but that game was super fun. Yeah. Audio Surf 2. It's actually on sale right now on Steam. Audio Surf 2. Holy shit. I have to try that out. Yeah, that was cool because you could import your own tracks. That was the best part, I think. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if it would ruin that song for you. Like, if you listen to the song, it's like, oh, this is great. And then you can't beat it on Audio Surf, and you're just like, I fucking hate the song now. Like, oh, no, <laughs> there, there is some crazy ass. Oh, man, I'm going to have to think of some examples, and I'll get back to the listeners with this. But I remember playing some super, like, incredibly hardcore screamo or something on Audio Surf, and it is, like, legitimately impossible. Like, the blast beats and, like, the. Like, it's crazy, like, how, like, much it, like, disrupt, disrupts your level. It's insane. There were also some, uh, some, like, more, uh, like, technical, sort of, like, um, classical in, uh, songs you could play on there. So, like, uh, I know I used to play on Steve's computer. I used to play with, um, like, some of the Final Fantasy songs. I used to oh, play, God. like, um, One Winged Angel on there. Or, uh, Utada Hikaru. Uh, her songs from Kingdom Hearts, um, Eris's theme, some of the other songs from Final Fantasy he also played. You could literally, it was like any, any file that was an MP3 you could throw in there. Yeah, honestly, one of my favorite things to do, like, or favorite genres for that game was just techno or electronic music, uh, dubstep, anything along those lines. It was just like, holy shit, it just made it so much more involving. Let's well, like, it fed really well into the style of the game. Yeah, visually, too. Because, yeah, you could also set, like, little things, like if you want little fireworks to go off or not. There's all these little settings you could do before deploying your ship down this crazy track of your song of choice. It just sounds like a DDR or ITG, like, perf- uh, platformer. Yeah, I- except, like, yeah, well, yeah, no, there are obstacles, so I guess so. There's just it no was jumping. Like well, you person. can jump third person you use the mouse to steer your your thing between lanes i guess yeah because i know at at least penn state there was a itg was it in the groove it's essentially just ddr but um some of the computer guys were able to hack into it and just plug in your ipod and you're able to put in your own songs into the machine so they had custom songs in there and could map it out they marked it all the time it was just some of the fucking most intense fastest movement I've ever seen anyone move. That was redundant. <laughs> it's just like their feet are just flying and they get so into it and it's just I mean I guess it was a great workout because all, all of them were really fit and you sweat like hell. It was just astonishing to see how like it had this own little club built around this one game and they were just taking it to the next level on their own. They were programming the songs themselves and breaking into the game to try and uh, make it stronger and harder. Jesus, that's insane. And AJ, do you know what that reminds me of? Drew Fritzita breaking his leg. Can you tell that story? I don't even know it that well. He, um, he, he broke his ankle playing DDR 
and uh, finished the song. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> he, um, that was, he was an insane motherfucker. He's, oh, God. He, uh, he had, he actually, um, collapsed a lung, the same lung twice. Uh, just like doing random shit. Like the one time he was, uh, getting ready for school or something. And then his lung just collapsed. And then what? another time oh he was, God. He, no, he your was, lung doesn't just collapse. As you're yeah, dude. School. Something happened. And then he was like, the one time he said he was standing for the bus and his lung collapsed. And I was like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That's, that's worse than Bren getting shingles from Prince of Persia. If you ask me, just, no, I God. was just standing there waiting for the bus and my lung collapsed. Yeah, like, did he have a fresh rib, and, or did someone, like, cut him, and he didn't realize? Like, how did your well, lung just collapse? The first time, it I think he had a respiratory infection or something, oh, but um, yeah. the first time, it collapsed, and then they, uh, like, got it to reinflate, and then the second time it happened, they actually um, went in, and at once it happens multiple times with the same lung, they actually score the inside of your rib cage and attach your lung to the inside of your rib cage so it can't collapse ever again. Welcome to Almost Better Than Surgery with AJ Elker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So his the second time it happened with that one lung, he had a, it was like um, attached to his rib cage, pretty much like the inside of his his uh, his rib cage. His one lung was attached to it, so it wouldn't collapse. I've heard of like a syndrome, not a syndrome, but like a problem where it's called sticky lung. I don't know if I've ever had yeah. it, but like people like take a deep breath and it like they feel their lung just kind of like like. I don't even know, like, kind of separate. So that's kind of weird. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. They don't take deep enough breaths generally, and they probably have too much mucus built up in their lungs. So what happens is, like, the lung, the piece, the parts will stick together. So it'll be like, um, like, if you put, if you, like, emptied out, like, a Ziploc bag that had, like, liquid in it or something, and then, like, flattened it out, and you can see the water, like, inside, and it, like, peels apart when you go to open it again, it'd be, like, the same thing. It's, like, a similar... Thing. Yeah, interesting. God, we are the worst video game podcast. Like, yeah, <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? No, that's fine. Yeah, that's just gross. I st- yeah, it also just goes right hand in hand with uh, a GIF, GIF, whatever. I saw online of a uh, brain aneurysm, or or maybe it was a blood clot. They're removing it from someone's brain, and they just had the skull cap removed from the person. And they were just scooping this, like, thick blood clot off their brain. Like, it's like a... It looks like oh. a bloody pancake. Because it would just oh. slid off. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, like, that's what happens? No wonder it's so serious when you hear someone say they have one or they're getting surgery. It's just like, Jesus, fuck, man. I got a bloody pancake in my head. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck. <laughs> oh, Can I, we start um... a band? Bloody pancake in my head? <laughs> oh, God. Let's <laughs> uh, see... God damn it. Anyway. I actually have a weird a weird amount of um, medical knowledge just because of my little sister. So I uh, know some weird, like, offhand medical mumbo-jumbo. Cool, we're going to have to make it into a segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I don't know. That would probably be a really sad segment. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, never mind. Yeah, I remember in school I did really good in one of my, like, early basic anatomy classes in college and uh i almost got like a perfect score through the whole class i think i got like a 98 or something and people were asking me like how are you doing so well in this class how are you acing these tests i was like 
I don't know. I don't study. I guess just watch Scrubs and House a lot. That's what I do. <laughs> like, I had no idea what to tell them. That's it was awesome. surprisingly accurate Grey's Anatomy. Oh. Like, I, it's I had respect for you for a while, AJ. It's, Uh-oh. No, I mean, like, well, my girlfriend got super hooked on it, so I used to watch a couple episodes here and there with her, and they would do some stuff in there, and uh, it was super accurate, just, like, Wait, really is, weird. Is this not the same show? Yes. I, I, I did not actually watch it, though, but, like, there was a couple or something where they got something stuffed up her you-know-what, and... You-know-what? Are we not allowed to say vagina now? <laughs> no, we are, but I don't know. I'm just... Keeping it her, clean uh, today. Hoochie? Yes. Her, uh, Snatch hole. Dangerous. Oh, God. <laughs> but what was it? Wasn't it like a toothbrush or something weird? I don't remember. I, I didn't see that episode. Okay. But I remember there was like, I, I just walked in the room and it was super awkward like that. I'm like, no wonder this is why I don't watch this show. You just like turn around and leave? Yeah. <laughs> I know in an episode of Scrubs, a guy had a light bulb shoved up his ass. Oh. Did it turn on? No. Oh, man. What, what a waste. Why, what? <laughs> <laughs> he have electrical current going through his He's lower Fester. <laughs> yeah, he's Uncle Fester. Uh, he had to try. I don't know. Speaking of which, underrated movies. The Adams Family movies. Would you say that's underrated? I think everyone kind of agrees they're amazing. I'm just not going to say anything. You know, <laughs> are you going to tell me you don't like the Adams Family movies? I never honestly saw them, so I can't give you a... Oh, okay. Oh, man. You're that's why. amazing. Okay, I I probably would like it. I'm sure. Uh, and then um, the dad. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to look at that that actor's name. Oh yeah, he died. Yeah, he uh, something Good. cool, something. Uh, I forget. I, he I, played I, Gomez. Yeah, I'm trying really hard not to say Ra's al Ghul because I think <laughs> that's the super villain from DC Comics. Uh, but it was something like Ghoul or something along those lines. He played M. Bison in the Street Fighter movie. Yes, he did. And apparently the rumor is because his kids wanted him to play because they love the video games. And they're like, Dad, you got to do this. This is amazing. The game's great. And they didn't realize, I guess no one realized how terrible it was going to be. And that was his last movie. He actually died while they were finished filming it from, I think, lung cancer or something. So it was like the last thing he did. And it's just like, oh, man, what a bad note to go out on. Ooh. That's like when you hear Dennis Hopper died and you look back and you see Super Mario Brothers the movie and she's like, oh no. Can we just erase that from his past so he doesn't have to have that on his conscience when he died? Dennis Hopper? Yeah. He was Bowser in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, oh, oh. I was thinking of, uh. Fuck, now his name's gone out of my mind. The guy who played Mario. <laughs> oh, uh. Shit, we are forgetting everything today. I don't even think I know it, but I'm going to go Bob Hoskins. Or yes, it is. It is. The only reason I know that is from being on the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he died too. Shit. Speaking of reversing time, I just finished episode what? three. Were we talking about that? You did. You said something about like, oh, oh, right. If we could erase that yeah. from his his okay. movie history. I thought but, it just blacked out and like missed like twenty minutes. Oh, see, we, I went back in time and erased your memory. Yeah, there you you go. just don't know about it. <laughs> you missed the Back to the Future segment. Oh, <laughs> but seriously, I just finished episode three of Life is Strange, and I'm like on the edge of my fucking seat. I'm making so many wrong decisions. It's freaking me out. It's like making me feel like this is going to be uh, heavy rain all over again. I'm so worried for the for the con- 
for the safety of these characters. I keep fucking things up by going back in time. And this last one really had me shocked. Like, I thought the end of episode two, I thought I fucked up there, and I did. But I thought that, I was like, how can they ever top anything like that? I am so, like, traumatized. But it happened again at the end of episode three. And I have to wait until, it's rumored that episode four is coming out mid-July, and then episode five is sometime in September or late or August or something. But um, we'll see. But I cannot wait that long. And it's got me so antsy. And it's just a, such an incredible game. I'm definitely going to go back and get another save data going with like the like the other options, because I already feel like I regret what I've done. Oh, it's boy. insane. It's so it's it's by far like the best game I've played in the longest time. I can't describe it. It's like slowly becoming my favorite game. It's that good. You guys have to try this when you get a chance. Wow. Uh, I'm curious. I know people with those like RPG games where your choices have a heavy influence on the outcome of the story. They just make a save file every time they make a choice. So that way, they can, instead of playing the whole game over again, you can just go back to single choices. You're limited. Oh. To three slots, I believe. Oh, shit. Uh, so you just have to overwrite your previous save. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I... Honestly, I intend on writing out my my initial playthrough to just see the, what the result is. It most likely could be a heavy rain reenactment where everything goes wrong and it's like the worst ending ever, but I hope not. Honestly, uh, I wish I could talk to you guys about it, but I just don't want to spoil it. It's that good, so I won't say a word. Well, let's just throw this out there. Um, when he says worst possible scenario... Uh, Doug means that he literally had everyone die except for the bad guy at the end of Heavy Rain. Yeah, literally, the bad guy walked free and everyone was else dead. was dead. It was it was tremendously like it was scarring. I was like, oh my god, I made what did every, I do? I made every wrong choice. Like, and, and the thing was, I wasn't even trying to. I feel like people that could go out with with the intention of being like, I'm gonna fuck it all up on purpose. Like, yeah. no, I was playing the game, being like, I'm gonna win, and wow, dude, I got. Fucked. It just but, uh, shows that you would be literally the worst person for that. It could be situation. It, it, it was. It was really bad. But no, this situation. There's Jason. a lot of. <laughs> there's Jason. a lot of shady stuff going on at this Blackwell Academy, and I am trying to play detective and figure out like, oh, do I like? There's so many factors. You guys are ah, oh, look into it. Like, Bren, get this as soon as you can. I I know a lot of people are going to wait until it's all available as one unit for consoles and stuff, but. Just to even be able to experience this like a little early is so exciting. But like I said, the wait has me. I'm just freaking the fuck out until mid-July. Mm. Well, since you brought up Heavy Rain so much, um, I remember in that game, you actually could go back and go to specific scenes. Like the game was broken up into different acts, and then those acts were broken up into different like events. Like the one, I think the one like ex-cop is at the convenience store, and you can just play from there. Or you can jump ahead to when he's interviewing a suspect. Okay. So, so that way you can go back to single choices or single scenes and change what choice you would have made, as opposed to having to play through a whole another like story or walkthrough of it. Well, see, the nice thing about Life is Strange is it's episodic, so it's such a short playthrough anyway. It's not a big deal. I mean, your your save data carries over into the next episode, obviously, but you could easily go redo an episode and just overwrite your data. Okay. And I'd say each individual episode, I have seen, it's probably like one to two hours of gameplay, maybe three at like at most. Hmm, that's not bad. No, oh, and it's it's Go super ahead. enjoyable each each one. 
What's the um? Oh, I can't remember the the one Telltale games that followed um the Big Bad Wolf. The Wolf Among Us. Yeah, that's a good. I didn't know. I never finished it, but I know I have. Uh, oh, I recommend it. I have the whole thing downloaded. I finished through chapter three, I think. I'd say that one's tough because, well, like, there's the Walking Dead games as well from Telltale, which are fucking amazing. But like Walking Dead, you know everything's gonna hit the sh- or everything's gonna hit the fan every second. Like it's always gonna be the worst situation that the game forces you into because that's the world of Walking Dead. Nothing good ever happens. But with The Wolf Among Us, it's set in the Fables universe, the comic book series. And it's tough, because there's like... It's like a modern day, and the Fables all live in disguise, and they all live in New York City. Um, and it's just tough, because you're just a beat cop, like sort of security guard for this community. And it's just like, god damn it, everything is going wrong, but it's not the apocalypse, so it's not like you expect it to all go wrong. It's just all of these characters suck, and keep <laughs> fucking each other over. It's going wrong in their universe, and the rest of the world is kind of, like, not really... Like, it's not... It doesn't affect them. So, it's, like... <clears throat> it's very localized. Yeah, you play so, as Big B Wolf, uh, yeah, or so the Big Bad Wolf. Everything seems fine, and then, like... But for Big B, everything's hitting... All the shit's hitting the fans. It's just like, God damn it, just one thing be good. And God damn it, Mr. Toad, wear your glimmer. Stop being a cheap-ass prick. Buy the glimmer, and stop walking around like a frog. People will freak out. <laughs> he annoyed yeah, that part was weird. That he's he has like a Cockney accent, doesn't he? Yeah, it's uh, or Toad from Mister Toad's like Wild Ride, or <laughs> no, that's the uh, ride at Disney World. Um, <laughs> not, not the book, the, whatever the book is based off of. I forget what it's called, but the fable, and it's him, and yeah, he's got this Cockney sort of yeah street urchin sort of Cockney accent. I can't do it. I'm not going to do accents, but he's just a dick in it. Yeah, he, uh, my favorite, I like the Grundle fight. <laughs> Sorry. Grundle is also a slang term for that patch of skin between your nuts and your asshole. Or Grendel. So it, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a weird mental image there. Yeah, Grendel from, um, uh, Beowulf. Except Taint Warrior. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a big fleshy patch of butthole skin. <laughs> I mean, he kind of looks like that. He kind of looks... I was surprised, by the way, that... It's always interesting how they depict him, because it seems to be different. It seems to be no continuity in how he's depicted. It seems to be always different, all the time. And in this one, he's kind of like some sort of ogre, lizard-looking guy. It was cool, though. It's brutal as hell. Yeah, that fight is, um, if you choose the, uh... the big bad wolf uh, ending, and not the, uh, glimmer... Big B ending. He kind of just loses control of himself. Yeah, the whole story is you're trying to like keep control of the wolf inside you and not to be the bad cop. And if you are, he just like stabs his hand into Grendel's arm and like rips it off and just beats him the hell with it, like his severed arm. Yeah, like um, it shows where uh, where Beowulf ripped his arm off. Yeah, um, it's like sewn back on. He just like shoves his hands in the wound and rips his arm off again. Yeah. Oh, it's great because they're all like because they're all fairy tale creatures and fables. They they say in the very beginning that they all have kind of this initial immune or they're sturdier than normal people. They can take more damage. So like the woodsman from Little Red Riding Hood, he gets like his axe to the back of his head, and then the next time you see him, he's got like a bandage over it and he's fine. 
So what? it just like, gives them leeway to be as brutal as hell with some of the fight scenes and then not have to worry about, like, shouldn't he be dead? I think, nah, they're fine. There's a lot of swearing, too, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I I really wanted to get into the series, but there's, I think it's on, like, issue, like, 130 or something. Like, there's a lot to get into. But The Wolf Among Us is a prequel to the series. So if you if you haven't read the comics at all yet, it would even help you to play the game first. Because it just oh, sets geez. everything up. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Cool, I'll check that out. It's it, Since it is Telltale, it's one of those, you don't get free reign of the characters. It's more like you're guided by the story. You don't really walk around. You just interact with um, the environment every now and then. You look at clues, and then you just do a quick time event every five minutes. So some people argue, is it really a game, or is it just like on rails? So it doesn't really matter. But there's plenty of stuff you can fuck up and miss. So there are definitely oh, consequences. Oh, yeah. Exactly, and that's... That's what I would say in defense of Life is Strange. Yes, it's slightly on rails, but it's it's not that limited though. There is so much there there's options out there. So you could easily miss something that could potentially be an important clue that could uh help you in the end get to the end result quicker or something along those lines. Yeah, it's tough to call it a video game when everyone considers video games now like Call of Duty where it's just running around and having full control of the characters and this is more of a visual novel slash choose your own adventure like most of the telltale games are where it's very story heavy and the interactions are for you to dictate what part of the story you find out and to see if you finish the story for and to keep your attention you know if you start zoning out you do a quick time event real quick but it's not as player control heavy as some of the other games yeah, I'm just I'm just literally falling in love with the characters in Life is Strange and it's it's got me disturbed. I'm so nervous for them knowing that I'm the one fucking up their outcomes. <laughs> I'm controlling your world and ruining it. I am, but and the worst is I'm not trying. I'm literally trying to help and then that's always cascading down the wrong path. <laughs> You're just like the worst person. To decide get, anything. <laughs> it's not even... I think it's just the game is designed for if you're going to go down this way, you're going to see the worst of it all. And it's like, fuck, I don't... Uh. Well, that's like with the Telltale games. They're designed to... You know, you can't really win. You're always... I, I guess the best way to put it is like, oh, at least with Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead, there's no winning ending. There's just not losing as bad. Okay. See, I... In this situation, I have a feeling there could be a winning ending, but I'm not going there. Okay. Yeah, since these are all all these games are based off other stuff, they have to lay out the story, or they have to follow the story that's laid out. I don't know with Life is Strange, it's its own IP, so it might... I don't know the tone or what it's going to end. Yeah, I have no idea where they're taking it, especially with that fucking curveball they just threw at the end of of Episode 3. But I was kind of also nervous with the whole going back and forth in time, how that'd pan out, but they've been doing it brilliantly. I have no real complaints. That's always a tricky subject matter to take on, because you can just fuck it up so easily, and just... Even Doctor Who, where the whole show's based around it, they're just like, oh yeah, we can't go to that place. Why not? Because. And then yeah. the next episode, they go to that place. Why? Yeah. Because. Like, <laughs> it's just hard to set up, like, laws of physics around the idea of time travel that openly spits in the face of laws of physics. Yeah, I mean, like, the next episode of uh, ABTD, um, there might be some uh, some stuff for the viewers. 
Spoiler. Uh, yeah, uh, it's I'm really wrestling with that whole issue right now anyway, because I'm still, even though I have like sort of a groundwork laid out for it, it's like you got to decide if you want alternate realities to be created by decisions or if you want it to be cyclical, like, or like one timeline no matter what. Okay, wait, this leads into this, and I don't know, I don't think we had this discussion since we uh, didn't have the opportunity to have an episode recently, but I, not that long ago, finished uh, Wilfred, the television series, as a whole, there's four seasons, and I also finally got around to beating Dark Souls 2, and that took long enough, but the thing with that is I took a long period off because it was annoying, and all I had left was like three bosses, so took them out and the game's over. Both of these entities I enjoyed thoroughly. I loved playing Dark Souls through to the end. I loved watching Wilfred to the end. But as a result, I am extremely disappointed with the ending of both. And I, we could talk about one or the other, but where do you want to go first? I watched episodes of Wilfred here and there. I liked it, but I just never got sucked into it, so I, I don't know what's been happening at all. Though I have beaten Dark Souls, Dark Souls too, so I could speak on that more. Okay, well, let me just say a, a word or two on Wilfred. That show is one of those shows you can easily get sucked into because there are some huge cliffhangers and, like, moments, like, curveballs and all that kind of stuff. And lovable characters. I mean, the main character is Elijah Wood from uh, The Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. He played Frodo, if that if you're not familiar with his real name. He also but, played uh, the guy in Spy Kids 3. Did he really? Yes. That's hilarious. It's okay, also a and, fucking acid trip of a movie. If you think. It's just weird. Sorry, and he was he was in that movie with uh, Mel Gibson where he was the little boy, and Mel Gibson was that pilot out of time. Well, I have oh no idea god, what you're I don't about. either, honestly. But I believe you. But regardless, I'm Wilfred, now finding the movie. Okay, <laughs> Wilfred. The story of Wilfred is about Elijah Wood as the main character. He has mental problems. The first episode opens with him like making a concoction of him trying to kill himself and him printing his suicide note and stuff. So right off the bat, you know, this guy has issues and eventually you find out that he's capable of like using a coping mechanism of talking to this dog. And this dog is like embodied as an actual person in a dog costume that follows him around. But it's, it's, it's based on a real dog. So long story short, he, it's a really good show. I highly recommend it. But the last two episodes were complete bullshit. And I'm not going to ruin anything because we're not that kind of podcast. But let me just say, they pull some bullshit that is just like, they're just, like the whole show, you just want answers. Like most shows, there's all these unleft, unsaid questions and you just want the answers. Well, they finally found out that the show was ending and they have two episodes to do it. So they jam cram these episodes with answers and it's all just stupid bullshit. I don't know. I, since I, I never thought it would have been much of a show. I thought it would just been like, yeah, he's crazy and talks to the dog. That's it. And I, since I haven't watched it, I don't know how deep it actually got. Maybe they should have just left it at that. It would have been a little better. But I think they were just trying to tie up loose ends. And the, the way they did it is what pissed me off. So I will say, go ahead and watch Wilfred. But don't be surprised if you're going to be disappointing at, disappointed at the end. Because it is some serious bullshit when it comes to getting the answers you seek. I don't know. I've heard my friend got really into Dexter, and after hearing the series finale ending from him, I, I think that show might still have the worst series, yeah, series ending. Interesting. I'm not sure. 
I, I, I never I was, even had an interest in it, so. Yeah, I never watched an episode of it, but I heard it's really good up until the last season. And apparently the final episode, the basic premise is he's a cop, but he's also a serial killer. So he's like, he knows how to dispose of the bodies so the cops don't find him and stuff. And he's killing all these other criminals and all this stuff. Um, but the last episode is just him basically like, I think putting on sunglasses, getting in convertible and then driving into a hurricane. <laughs> it's really it's just like what it no what happens yeah no see I, i'm really glad i didn't invest in that now yeah fuck. once i found out about that i'm just like fuck it i'm gonna stick with hannibal because hannibal is fucking amazing yeah oh man but that it's just disappointing when you put so much time into something just to like the very final moment it's just like and it, this sucks doesn't it and it's like god damn it well and that's with dark souls too maybe i'm just weird but I'm just going to go out and say this. The f- ending of Demon Souls, I felt satisfied. The ending of Dark Souls, I felt satisfied. The ending of Dark Souls 2, I just wanted to fucking throw my PlayStation 3 through a window. I was like, is that's all I did all of that work for? Are you fucking kidding me? But I do hear there's multiple endings, so maybe I just got an- a bad ending. I should be used to it by now. I, don't know, I, got, <laughs> I got the same ending you did, so I'm not sure how you would get a different ending. It was just anticlimactic as fuck, and I'm not going to ruin it, but uh, it's so dumb. I never played Dark Souls or Demon Souls because of the story, so I was never that upset. It was kind of like, yep, and the game's over. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's nice to be like, okay, that's another notch on the belt of video gaming, but it's just, I wanted like some kind of tied up, like, badass ultimate cutscene or something, but no, it's just like, uh... All that for this stupid mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Eh. I it mean, happens. I, it definitely didn't annoy me as much, because I beat the game surprisingly quick. I think Dark Souls 2 might have been the shortest of those games. Or at least the easiest, because you're able to have two guys come in and help you with every boss. So I yeah. fly through it pretty quick. Speaking of investing a lot of time and getting super pissed off at this point of ending, I'm still reading. I don't know why I do this to myself. I'm thinking mainlining crystal meth would be healthier for my mental health. Um, very redundant this episode. I keep repeating stuff. Uh, <laughs> but I'm still reading Bleach and Naruto. And... Oh, really? It's so fucking painful. Bleach apparently is supposed to be ending. Naruto technically has... They finished with issue 700, but now they're doing Naruto 700 plus and just keep going from there. And it's like another... 15 wait really ago. yeah it's still going now it's about like him as hokage and his kid whose name is like nabudo or nabudo or something it's um <laughs> it's bo it's borudo and they Burudo. call him bol just dumb but i'm looking it up because i love naruto oh no don't it's fucking awful i thought it was ranudo <laughs> <laughs> it's kabuto it's a pokemon he's a little like there you pokemon. go um I fish well, now that it's over, and I've read the latest issue. I think it's like seven hundred plus seven. I think is the latest one. I am completely fine with saying fuck Naruto, and I don't need to know the end of it because the story I invested got invested in is already done. But I'll just say this: towards the end of the series, it's essentially Naruto and Sasuke fighting God and existence itself. Like they're fighting this character who could bring down all of reality. Yes. And needless to say, they win. Everything goes back to normal. They do the time jump. 
So now it's Naruto 700 plus. Now, oh, you undersold it so hard. No, I didn't, because it fucking sucks. Now, here's, <laughs> here's my problem. In, like, 700 plus 6 or whatever, the latest issue that just came out, they they find Sasuke, and they're like, where have you been? He's like, oh, and they do a flashback, and it's, like, all of the lead ninjas of the world, like, all the Kais talking, or Kages talking, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, so... Remember that whole, like, white Setsu army? Yeah, apparently the person that made them is stronger than that god we fought. Like, you know, the embodiment of reality that we just destroyed? Yeah, The source so of all chakra? Yeah, there's someone stronger than that. And I was like, nope, done. There's nothing str- What are you dude, talking about? That doesn't dude, make the, sense. That happens in every Dragon Ball Z season ever. But it's like, always just... I, but I get you. I understand the fear being furious about it because like how can you be stronger than the thing responsible for existence yeah that makes sense it started like that with naruto where it's just he's the strongest then they find a new guy and same with dbz they're all just like aliens so it's like oh we just found a new guy and he's just a guy but he's just really strong this this one reality like this is god and it's like how no what are you talking about there's honestly when you said it was like, oh yeah, well they won, of course. I'm thinking, well after they beat God, doesn't everything end? Let's so shouldn't it just be like, oh yeah, now everything goes back to normal. It should be like, no, the all of existence just stops. Yeah, they somehow like seal it so it's they don't destroy reality, but it they're able to stop the evil force from trying to recreate existence. But it's like uh, Pokemon, the what is it, Pokemon Arcetus, R A R C E U S. I'm not huh. sure how to pronounce it, but it's one of the newer Pokemon. I mean, not new. I think it was like uh, uh, Pearl and Sapphire, or Pearl and uh, Diamond. Okay, whichever ones. It's one of the ones I didn't play, but it's this one Pokemon, <laughs> and it's a basically if you read the Pokedex, it's like, oh yeah, this Pokemon was the first one to ever exist, and it created the universe. And it's like, oh, cool, Master Ball. It's like now I have God in a tiny ball, like. Yeah, holy shit, and is there only one of them? Because that would only make sense. Well, I mean, there's only one legendary Pokemon, like, of all the legendary Pokemon. Oh, okay, I didn't realize it was in the legendary class, okay. Yeah, it's like the, it's not one of the three uh, legendary ones that are in each game, like, uh, the legendary birds and legendary dogs and the legendary, I think, late guardians or whatever the one is for that. And it's not the one that's on the box, it's like that third legendary one, like Rayquaza and... um, yeah, request is the only one I can think of. Okay, I don't even recognize that name, so that shows you how much I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, he's the uh, from Ruby and Sapphire. But yeah, this is like Pokemon is like God. It's like, oh yeah, he created everything. It's like, well then, how can I capture it? Can it just not make my Master Ball exist? Like it's, it's just one of those things where the show and the stories have been going on too long, and they've officially hit the peak of like we we can't make anything stronger. But apparently Naruto's gonna try. I'm just so fucking done with it. Dude, I'm liking Plus. What? You, you like Plus? I like the future. It It's a bad future. Like, if I could Marty McFly this and go back in time and prevent this future from ever happening, I would. Because it's, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, the couplings are kind of freaking me out a little bit. What's what's your defense, AJ, for any of our listeners who might be on your side of the uh, of the fence? Um, it's been going on for seven hundred issues. Let it die. <laughs> well, I was uh, super by the end. Like, I it lost me in the middle. I'm not gonna lie. 
um, Shippuden lost me in the middle. But then by the end, I was like pulled back in because I just wanted to see it end. But then I'm always been one, I've always been one of those guys that like, um, like the idea of like continuing Harry Potter always made me like super giddy and stuff like that. Like with the next generation, like the future and seeing like how they go like after the fact, like after the events of the main story, it's always been something I've been super interested in. And I know there are a lot of people like me, so they're probably all like, just like squeaking, just like lots of giggling. Uh, God, it's funny you bring up Harry Potter because that's exactly what came to mind. And I was thinking to myself, no, let it go. <laughs> yeah, well, like there's uh, a Harry Potter movie marathon on ABC Family right at this moment. I'm actually watching it while we record this. Nice. We love Harry Potter. I know there's a fake J.K. Rowling Twitter account that they answer like questions and it's like, you know, d- there's a bunch of teenagers at Hogwarts. Do they get you know experimental when it comes to the sex and all that stuff? And she's like, yeah, totally. This character's gay. This person likes that. Everyone like everyone takes screenshots of the Twitter account. They're like, J.K. Rowling said it. It's official. They're like, yeah, it's not really her. Calm down. Oh, God. I don't know. It's Once you said you like Naruto 700 Plus, I'm starting to lose my respect for you, AJ. You guys need to face off at I Was Walrus. I don't know if we have time for it this episode or not, but you guys have to get that beef out. Oh, God. Because I understand what you're saying, where you like seeing the future and seeing what happens. And I agree with you. But this is in the same realm as like the Star Wars universe. Where it's like, oh, we created this entire reality, this entire universe, fleshed out with amazing characters, and this whole world that we could travel to and go to different areas of. But instead, they still focus on these three main characters that are just so poorly written from the start. They haven't evolved. They're still, their emotional growth has been like stunted. So they're just the same characters we've known this whole time, and they haven't really grown that much. And it's just, all of this shit has to keep happening. That everything has to be... The world has to be put in danger more and more. So then it's like... The country's in danger. The continent. The world. The universe. Existence. It's like... You can't keep one-upping yourself. So I just feel with these grand, grandiose stories where they create whole worlds and universes. Instead of focusing on these three dicks, every single story, and it just doesn't make sense anymore... Let's just, like, swing over to the village hidden in the mist and just, like, hang out with one of those guys for a while and see what his story is. Or, like, in Star Wars, can we get off Skywalker's dick for, like, five minutes and see what's happening on Tatooine in that bar? Like, just focus on different characters and you can keep the stories going as opposed to just sticking with the characters who've already served out their purpose. Yeah, like, whatever happens with that cantina band. Exactly. Like, just follow them. (laughs) Oh, what is... I was kidding, but that's hilarious. Oh, no, I would totally... No, I agree. I'm trying to see right now. I got a little book. I know... See, I know what you're talking about, Brendan. I think it would be it would be better if they, they took the focus off of the main characters. Um, but look look what happened with fucking... Uh, what's his name? Jar Jar Binks. That was a fail. Yeah, it's... Well, that was Lucas after he did the first three. The first three Lucas did, he did with a bunch of people, and it was a new idea. So they're just like... Hey, what if we did this? It's like, ah, eh, George, that's a little nutty. Let's just stick to the, you know, Skywalker and the stuff that's compelling. But after those three were so successful and he wanted to make a new three, everyone's like, George Lucas is a genius and everything he touches is gold. He gets whatever he wants. He's like, what if we had George Jar Banks? And the next one, they're just like, shit. <laughs> yeah, we gave him so much, yeah, we gave him too much power. 
But yeah, I got a little book here, and it's just full of obscure Star Wars characters. Like, well, let's find out any of their stories and see what happens. You know, the ones that live. As opposed to just hanging out with the Luke Skywalker, or the Skywalker family still. Like Max Rebo, the tiny blue elephant that plays the piano in Jabba's band. Or, uh, Lobot. What's his story? Is he a lobotomized servant, like, that follows Lando's every word? Or is he just an android, and he just kind of has no personality? So that laughing asshole that's always following Jabba around. Salacious Crumb. I think he gets killed, though. I think he gets kicked in the Sarlacc bit. Regardless, I would love to know his prequel. (laughs) See, that's the great thing about the novelization of the Star Wars series. Um, Lucas came out and said... Like explicitly that all of those books are canon to the Not series. Anymore. Well, yeah, now Disney is just blah 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 all yeah. over the place. Um, but Lucas himself, I think his word matters more when it comes to canon. Like most people, pretty much, uh, like they're like, oh, well, we're gonna enjoy this Disney this Disney take on like the future of the franchise. But we know where it really went, and they're just gonna keep holding the books to to being canon. Which, I mean, it went in a great direction uh, in the books, like, in terms of, uh, like, what happens directly after the original trilogy. Um, Just, like, about Han and and Leia's twins are a big, they're the main characters, pretty much. I'm I'm just really nervous about this Disney adaptation. We'll see. I mean, I don't think it's Disney. I don't think it's, like, a Disney adaptation. It's not going to be animated, and you're not going to see... Mickey yeah. Mouse run through with the lightsaber. It's just Disney owns the rights to it. Like, they own Marvel now, too, but the Marvel movies really haven't changed. Okay. If anything, they've just gotten bigger budgets. They take the marketing shit, though. They take that seriously. Uh, like It's crazy. And it's all the uh, products they sell. Uh, like, if you ever go to a Disney store, you're just gonna, you are going to see Goofy as Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see at least twenty thousand of those acting figures in a in a fucking Disney store. But you also see like uh, the build your own lightsaber stations. Like I did it at um, MGM in uh, Vegas. And no, the MGM studio. It's not MGM anymore. I don't think um, down in Orlando, uh, Disney's movie movie theme park. They have an entire wing of the park now explicitly devoted to Star Wars and. Um, Weekends starting like going into the summer, they uh, do Star Wars weekends, and they do like they have people dressed up like Star Wars characters just like all over the park and shit, and uh, it's really awesome. And you have there's a build your own lightsaber station, so it's like those lightsabers that have like all the little parts and shit to them, and you literally like decide what color you want it to be, what kind of hand like what kind of attachments you want on your handle, which way you want it to shape. It's uh it's pretty cool. Nice. Um so when you built your lightsaber, to, it's obviously not kind of like well, I have a old Star Wars lightsaber from like I don't even know, it's probably from like the 80s or even older, but it's like one of those tr- retractable ones where like you could like stab someone in the stomach and the lightsaber like goes into it. It was like, collapsible. Hold, yeah, exactly. That's the right word. Um is yours just like a solid piece of plastic like sl- cylindrical plastic that then lights up no it was like the in between between the uh the 200 lightsabers and the crappy ones you buy at kmart it had like a it had the collapsible um blade but 
what you're looking at more is like um, the blade is of like an actual like a length that like a lightsaber would be instead of the like stubby little short swords that they give children. Um, yeah, it's like of an actual length. You can choose from multiple colors of uh, of like that part, and it actually makes like swishing sounds when you swing it. There's a there's a sensor that makes like clashing sounds or swishing sounds when you like hit things or swing it. Nice. So it actually uh. It has all that going for it, too. Mine would do it when you hit things, not when you swing it. it. If anything, it was kind of probably on a timer to just, like, do, like, a various little hum or something on its own. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. And there were startup and, and shut-off sounds as well for well, it. Speaking of lightsabers, I don't really think the new design is cool at all. I think it's stupid as fuck. And I know, like, Colbert and other people have went on report to, like, to... To, to defend the design and explain why they think it's cool. And honestly, I know for a fact he might be a Star Wars fan, but I know he didn't write that bit. It was definitely some like super nerd of Star Wars wrote that, and then he just regurgitated it on TV. But regardless, where do, where do you guys stand? I think it's stupid as fuck. But the Quillins, the Quillins on the fucking blade. Oh, like the hilt, the built-in hilt that they have? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the little extra lightsabers on the sides. It turns it into like a fucking, let's supposed to protect your hands. It's like, that was never needed, and that's why it was never implemented. But now, all of a sudden, moving forward, we need the next big thing. I think it was a big shocker to like the original fans going to the first movie when there was like the double-edged lightsaber. People are like, well, why would they have that back then and not in the future? So it's, it's more or less, I guess, just dumb. That's well, that... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that's what I was going to say. It just reminds me of, like, the double-bladed lightsaber that uh, Darth Maul had. So, like, at the time, you see it in the trailer, and it's like, ah, it's dumb as hell. But then I saw the movie, and it's like, oh, he's the only thing good about this movie. Yeah, he so, was one of the better villains out of that trilogy. Oh, yeah, I definitely so, agree with that. And I'm, I love the double blade one. That makes sense, and it's cool how he's swinging around like a bow staff. But well, like, that's what I'm kind of waiting for. I'm kind of waiting to see the movie and see how they utilize it, because... You know, from the trailer, I would have thought the double-bladed lightsaber was dumb as hell, too, but... I think they're going to utilize it like it's a broadsword. So, imagine a situation where there is a, a lightsaber duel. They're holding their swords up against each other. I always thought to myself, like, even in the battle of Obi-Wan versus... uh Darth Vader, when they have their swords up against each other, can not can one of them not just slide their sword down and cut the dude's hand? Like that would just be so easy and just be like, bam, now you're done. Like now I got you. But I guess that's probably gonna happen in this movie, and then those quillins on the side are there designed to protect the hand from that happening. That's the only reason that it even would make sense to exist. So we'll see if that happens or not. But if it doesn't happen, I think it's just like aesthetically needless. Yeah, it's um it's real. They were really just grasping it. So they wanted to make something that would catch people's eyes. Exactly. Much. I think so. But now we got that sweet ball droid. Ball droid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been a little distracted. I found this little black book, and it's like the who's who in the Star Wars trilogy, and it's just got a bunch of like really obscure characters. But I found a hilarious typo, and it's actually the band leader from, uh. The Bith bands, the guys with the big yellow ass heads. Oh, yeah. But it just says, uh, leader of Fingrin Dan and the model nodes, this Bith band leader and Clue Hornus play in nearly every lounge club in the galaxy. His band, his band's brand of jizz music. 
provided a specially <laughs> popular at Mos Eisley's Cantina. I think they mean jazz. No, <laughs> I think in the future, in the Star Wars universe, jazz has been, like, there's a new form of jazz called jizz, and it's that's what they're playing in that bar. I mean, but jizz is something else, too. So. <laughs> It's like, hey, I got this new genre of music. I call it sperm. It's like, oh, no, what are you? Sorry. This little book is amazing, though. But I, that's what I'm saying. We could pick any character in this and focus on them instead of continuing with the five characters we've already seen enough of. Yeah. So Delve into Watto's history. We got Watto, you got Max Rebo. I mean, yep. Uh, Ponda Baba, the walrus guy that got his hand cut off in the bar. Yeah, uh, what about the kid who made the phrase that's wizard annie what no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) no it's in it's in episode one there's a kid who's like i don't remember what happened he's his uh it's his buddy oh Um, it's anakin's little friends yeah Yeah. and he just like and he'll he'll say it like as if this is like in in there (laughs) we all know what this means yeah, in their slang, it's like that's wizard, man. Like I don't know, that's a big deal. Oh, what the hell? Like, <laughs> it's like that's I do. wizard, Andy. I do. Well, we can all take solace in the fact that apparently that kid grew up to be the world's biggest prick. Oh, he hated it. He <laughs> hates his life. Oh, no, apparently he loves his life. Apparently everyone hates him. Apparently he's just an asshole. He's truly becoming Darth Vader. <laughs> we just have to cut off his limbs and I don't know, make him join a. What is it, monkhood? That's basically what Jedi's are. They're they're basically the kung fu uh, monk uh, Buddhist monks, but in the future. Interesting. Yeah, I posted the video by the way in the Skype. Oh, God, what? Oh God! Oh, that's Wizard Annie. Th- yeah. Thank you. Yes. All right, I'm gonna watch that. Okay. Well, let's wrap this one up. Um, is there anything you guys want to say before we end the episode? Uh, I wrote another Life as an NPC. Check it out on the subreddit, see if you can figure out which one. Oh, okay, we won't link to it. No. <laughs> um, I like it I like it to be a mystery to see if they can tell my writing. It's usually the one that's terrible. Yeah, probably pervy and no, punny. It's life uh, punny, yes. It's not the fan fictions, it's not slash fiction. Though I should start writing that. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be the worst smut you've ever read. Oh, sweet but lord. One exciting thing uh, listeners can look forward to, we're getting back into our YouTube game. We have a bunch of videos on the horizon. We just have to schedule them and put them out there. So keep an eye on our YouTube channel. You can always uh, contact us on our Facebook or Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. And if you feel like emailing us suggestions for our conversation games or just suggestions for the podcast to make us better, uh, hit us up <laughs> at almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com. Because, yeah, we could use your advice. How also, can we be if- better? Uh, oh, also, if anyone like uh, wants, if they want to like get a hold of us, like gaming wise, if they would like to like game with us, maybe that'd be pretty rad too. Oh so yeah, we can. Yeah, personal message or a DM on a Twitter, and then we could respond with the pertinent uh, login information, like League of Legends accounts, PSN names. Uh, yeah, Steam stuff. We can even do private servers. We'll set stuff up. So. Oh, we can do private server on uh it came from space and ate our brains exactly that should be fun but all right guys we'll see you next week thanks for listening
See you. See you guys.